Amen. But I heard, uh, Brother Boy, we, we do appreciate you and everything that yes. you do. Yes. But you heard him. He said he, he like to normally would give something back yes, if you give it to him. You can just slip it under my door. <laughs> yeah. Nobody have to know. Just slip it under the door. Amen. But we thank you so much because those are the types of things we, you know, that happens in the church when people step up and do the things that they aren't uh, necessarily tasked to do, uh, maybe not even asked to do, but you see a need and you just step up and go for it. So we thank you. On that note, I want to thank everybody who's helped up to this point. Amen. Get ready for this afternoon. Those who came up, I believe, on Friday and helped out, we appreciate it. Amen. I believe there's a word from God. Those of you who have your Bibles, amen. If you could stand with me, those who are able and willing, Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Amen. And I want to remind you as we're in this Advent season, meaning that we are preparing ourselves for the fact we don't know the day. Amen. But we've set it aside as Christmas Day that a baby was born. So we are in that season of anticipation, amen, of that great event. <clears throat> Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse 35, you found it, say amen. 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 On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we perish? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they leaned leaned exceedingly and said to one another, and they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? God, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask, Lord God, that we would now receive it into our spirit. We ask you, Lord God, now that you'd remove any distractions that would be here, that we might listen attentively and receive a word that you would have us to have, that we would leave here differently, not the same way we came. We ask this blessing in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Somebody's already asking, what does this have to do with Christmas? What does Jesus being in a boat and a storm coming up on the sea have to do with Christmas? Don't miss it. Don't miss it. I just want to share with you for a brief moment. All I want for Christmas is peace. All I want for Christmas is peace. You know, it's funny, around this time of year, uh, people will ask for things. They'll ask for stuff, and they'll put that on their list. Some of it you'll get, some of it you won't. But nevertheless, most of the time when somebody says, what do you want for Christmas, we ask for things. We want stuff, material things that can be bought. Stuff that you can go to Walmart or wherever you go and purchase it. But I just wanted to remind us, the few of us that are here on today, there's some things you cannot buy in life. 
and that is peace. I just believe there's some folk in here or either on the phone that the greatest gift they can have in this season is some peace. There's so many things in our lives that can get us unrattled, that can get us off of of our game plan, if you will, that can... uh, uh, Cause us to be our feathers to be ruffled and cause us to get lost uh, and lose our way. And I don't know what that is for you. You know, that's something that you got to think about. I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, um, um, th- those things can, can de- 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 detract you or uh, discourage you. Uh, simple things sometimes can just throw you off. Um, but how do you keep peace? I think too often times we take it for granted. The demand for it is high, and yet the supply is low. So many people say they want peace. We even sing songs, I want peace on earth, and all of these things. And we quote scriptures from Psalm and say, peace, be still. But what do we really do to have peace? Some of you right now, some of you right now are in relationships that disturb your peace, but you're still in them, afraid to cut loose the very person that's bringing you strife and grief and headache, but you say you want peace. I wonder sometimes do we just echo hollow words into the atmosphere Sometimes we always say, well, God's not listening to me. God doesn't hear me. And God has a sense of humor. I think sometimes God is saying, nope, I'm going to let you keep on doing it because I delivered you from the last time. You beg for it again. But you say you want peace. A word said one thing, and that actions dictate another. Do we really want peace? Do we understand what we're asking for? Because a lot of times we ask for more stuff. But if you really want peace, sometimes some stuff has to be removed. Yeah, think about that. Think about the fact that your peace will come with downsizing. We don't know that. All we talk about, we want God. We want greater. We want more. Enlarge my territory. And yet God sometimes is saying to us, in order to have peace, we're going to have to trim some stuff. We're going to have to downsize. All oh, and do we think about that. Dude, I was listening to somebody the other day, and uh, somebody sent me these little short snippets, and it was a guy, he said, he had only been married 41 days, and his wife died <clears throat> unexpectedly. He said, I want y'all to do something for me. I want y'all to stop whatever you're doing. I want you to breathe in. I want you to breathe out. He said, that means you've got another chance. He called that the Brady effect. He said, because if you've got that much breath in you, you still got an opportunity to win. Y'all know that Brady thing and come back in the fourth quarter for those of you not football fans. He called it the Brady effect. That if you still got breath in your body, you still got a chance. Peace is one of those things that many of us seem to run after, and it's ever elusive for many of us, because I don't think we oftentimes understand what peace is. Peace is so important to us that many of us fail to get it in life, then we have the audacity to ask it to be put on our tombstone. 
may brother so-and-so, may sister so-and-so, rest in peace. Couldn't find it in life, but I hope you find it in the afterlife. That may sound like a somber moment, but to me it doesn't sit well with me. I want to find peace while I'm living. Now. I, th- I think I just caught some of y'all off guard that, 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 that we're so, we're, we're so uh, habitual in our, in our habits and in our repetition of words that many of us fail to realize that we seek for something in death that we should be seeking for it in life. Because see, some of us are, 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 are too complacent in our walk. Some of us have fooling ourselves, fooling ourselves uh, or, or that, that, that we've done some of the things that the Bible says to do. And because we've done that, we think that we have uh, uh, punched our ticket, if you will. And then we've got comfortable living life and going through the rat race of things that we fail to miss that, that the Bible says that because Jesus came into this world greater things we would do if he left it. We missed that. So why is it that we want peace when if we're blessed enough to get to heaven but we don't seek it now? I'm hoping I'm talking to somebody but, 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 because I don't want that to elude you. I, I, I get so tired of folk uh, uh, being in situations I could share some serious horror stories with you. The conversation that I have and I'm working on a book about it uh, about relationships that people stay in that are about as toxic and as laughable as anything you want, but they stay because they think that's the right thing to do. I just had a conversation not too long ago with somebody that told me they were staying in, the rela- in their marriage because they believe in their vows and they wanted to hold their partner to it. But then as they finished telling the story, they were breaking the vows. I said, wait a minute. How is it that you have expectation for someone to give you something you're not willing to give yourself? You want to hold them to a higher standard that you're not even capable of carrying yourself. There's something wrong with this picture. And I'm going to leave that alone. It's for another time. I just want us to be able to sing in life that it is well with my soul when peace like a river attendeth my way. Do you really want peace? We missed it in the text. It started off at verse 35. If the disciples were listening to him, they would have never. This is why Jesus said, what? Something wrong with y'all. I'm, I'm down here asleep. Y'all come bother me. Y'all done woke me up. I don't know if any of you are like me. It's hard to get to go to sleep. So when you get there, you don't want nobody messing with you. So they woke him up. And he said, how is it that you have no faith? I'm going to help you. Y'all going to become Bible scholars today. This is Bible study 101. Somebody read verse 35 out loud again for me. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Y'all still ain't getting it. Somebody missed it. 
I know the good reverend up here got it because he gave me that double wink. <laughs> Y'all missed it. Bible study 101. It's Jesus was talking to the disciples. He said, let us go over to the other side. I might need to say it again so you can shout. See, we, 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 sometimes we shout on stupid and sit down on substance. Jesus said, let us go over to the other side. He had already told the disciples what was going to happen today. He already had declared it, already spoken into existence, but they got scared because of circumstances. I'm asking you today, which one are you going to live in? You're going to walk in fear or you're going to walk in faith? Walking in faith is not truly the absence of fear because I believe that even when you have faith, you're going to get nervous, you're going to get scared because you're human. But it simply means you're not, you're, you're, that, that the storm is still going to come, you're just not going to get all ruffled because you understand what was already declared in the word. So we should have stopped right there at verse 35. They won't listen. Somebody in here right now, probably panicking right now. They ain't got some bad health news, some bad health scare. Uh, somebody told them something. Your money looking funny. Your change is strange. I don't know what it is. But something in your life causes stress. Oh, and let me, let me go ahead and give y'all a little uh, 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 FYI now. Lord willing, we're going to come up in here at some point next year, probably in January, and we're going to do stress management workshop. Amen. Amen. So, so get ready for it. Because... Uh, people getting stressed out, turning gray, and some of it is 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 petty. But what's petty to somebody else may be monumental to somebody else. Please, let's not be in this church with that philosophy. Fake it till we make it. That's not what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep it real. So something in here causes somebody in here stress. It's a real thing. I, I don't know what it is. Some, some, of you, some of you stressed out because you don't know if your job going to be there tomorrow. And a whole lot of folks stressed out because if they don't, uh, uh, they, they live truly from paycheck to paycheck. Miss a paycheck and you're a paycheck away from being homeless. That's enough to cause stress. Other things stress people out. They get stressed out because they know they got guests coming and you, you have not prepared. You ain't been in the grocery store. That causes stress. Other people sitting up there right now. I don't know how I'm going to get to work. My, my car already on E and I don't have $20 in my bank account. I don't know how I'm going to make it to work. Other people are stressed out because they're kids. And I, let me, you know what? We, I, you're adult kids. Yeah, sometimes can stress you out too. But when it's been declared, what's going to happen? Do you trust God more than your situation. Amen. And, let, and, and let's, let's not play that game. Sometimes it's easy to say that. But watch this. I don't know about you. Have you ever been in a situation that looked so bad you did not know how it was going to end? And you panicked. Amen. Let's just be honest. I'll be straight up honest. I was younger, uh, uh, but it, it, I probably still do the same thing today. And I don't know what we were thinking. My mom can tell you she's going to laugh when I start telling this story. And that is, I don't know how old I was, 11, 12, 13, maybe. My father has always been an avid fisherman. And uh, we went out there to the dock one day, down in Tidewater, I believe it was. And the water was beating all up against the dock. It was rough. We could see the boat going like this. One of them little smaller boats, not much you know, bigger than the one on Gilligan. 
Uh, so this wasn't no cruise line. This was a small, small boat. Water beating all up, boat going crazy. And, and the people said, man, water too rough over here. Let's drive about a mile or two around that way and get on the boat. And then it wasn't until the next day or later that night my mother said, that sure was crazy. Because no matter where we got on the boat at, we're still going into the same water. <laughs> and so we went out there in that water. And I lie to you not. Water just doing like that. Boom, boom. Water like that. And my dad and his, his compadres, they started fishing. I'm like, how are they still standing there fishing? And I'm thinking the boat going to flip. <laughs> so I looked at the waves. And I said, forget this. I said, where the bathroom at? Didn't have to use it, but it was below deck. So I didn't have to see the waves. What's important is, as bad as it was, the fishermen, my dad included, had seen this before. So it didn't bother them like it bothered me. They were pretty confident and how the story went in. Amen. Trying to help somebody in here today. Amen. Somebody in here. I'm trying to tell you, if God had brought you through it the first time, Amen. you got to keep on trusting and believing he'll bring it through it again. You know how the story ends when God has declared it and spoken it into your life. But watch this. This is what the word is for. The word is God's, he's given you his instruction, and told you what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But this is, if you don't believe that, this is where prayer comes in. Yes. I want to help you develop your prayer life. Yes. Because the disciples did not listen when he gave them spoken word. Mm -hmm. So then they started praying. Mm -hmm. You want to know how they started praying? Where the Lord at? Yes. Where he at? Yes. Somebody go get him. Somebody ran to go wake him up. So they had the word because he had already spoken it. You already got the word. But if that ain't good enough, you better learn to pray. Yes. I, uh, uh, some people, I tell people like this. Some people know the words of prayer. That's fine. I want people that know the worth of prayer. So they ran and got Jesus, woke him up. What? How you sleep? How you sleep? And we running around, scurrying around. All this water hitting all up in the boat. And we scared to death. And basically the only thing Jesus said, go back to your word. Mm -hmm. What did I tell you when we got in the boat? Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you, develop your prayer life. And your prayer life, if it's genuine, is going to refer you back yes, to the word. Yes. You, know how your prayer, you know how your prayers are not going to get answered when you're trying to pray against the word? See, this is, this is one of the things that we do. A lot of us get into relationships. I, I love to talk about relationships. A lot of us get into relationships that we know we shouldn't get in, and then we ask God to bless it. That's not how God works. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 it's many instances in the Old Testament where people brought bad sacrifices to the altar and thought they were going to fool God into blessing them because they just brought something or they went through a habit. You can't fool God. You, you, you can't get into something that you know you shouldn't have got into and then say, God, correct this, fix this. God telling you, nope, you shouldn't have got it in the first place. How can I, how can, would you want him to bless something that you weren't designed to be with or to have in the first place? Because if you weren't supposed to have it in the first place, the only thing it's going to do is take you further from him. And then you'll understand God doesn't care about stuff. He cares about you. 
And if he gave you the stuff, you get further away. So he doesn't let you get the stuff. He lets you stay in that mess until you say, oh, I didn't need it anyway. Let me get back closer to you. And, and, and so your prayer life, what's your prayer life look like? Yeah. Come on, let's be honest. On a scale of one to ten, what's your prayer life like? You know, what, you got to answer that. You know what it is. Do you only pray when, 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 when the food gets in front of you, you want to say your grace? Do you only pray when you're going to bed, bedtime prayer? You know, because this is how I know we don't pray properly. When the church got in an uproar and said they took prayer out of school. How can they take prayer out of school? When nobody even has to know when you're praying. And the church got all mad and all upset. Oh, the enemy didn't won. They took prayer. How can they take prayer out of school when you can pray and no one even knows you're praying? No, they didn't take it out. They just put something out there in the atmosphere that you got nervous and then stopped doing it because the government said don't do it. And who do we listen to more often uh, than not? The government. So no, they couldn't take prayer out of school. They just put a policy in place that got you shook and then you stopped praying. So how's your prayer life really? Yeah, because a lot of us uh, only pray when we get into something. Yeah, when, when, when something's bad, that's when our prayer life really, 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 it, it really shows up. God, it's me again. Going to the doctor today. Hope the doctor gives me good news. Ah, here's the problem. Remember I just told you you can't bring crazy stuff to the altar. Have you been eating right? Were you taking your medicine? You been exercising? So you want God to supernaturally do what you're supposed to be doing for yourself. And he can do it. But he also wants you to understand yes. you should have listened to his word. Yes. We, for some reason, have conditioned ourselves to want God to get us out of stuff that we shouldn't even be in in the first place. Amen. Amen. Uncertainty. This is another point. Uncertainty can cause fear. You know what? Y'all listen to that song and y'all sing it. But some people change the words. The way Sam Cooke sings it he says, I don't know what's up there beyond the sky. But other people change it and say, I know what's up there. Which one are you? Yeah, that depends on your faith. That depends on your faith. That's, 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 that's just like uh, 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 Gladys Knight was saying, um, he was the, he's been the best thing to me. And we was like, well, James Cleveland turned it around and said it was Jesus. We got to figure this thing out. Which, which one are you? Yeah, yeah. Because some of you live and die by who you're around and who with you. This is the problem with a lot of you. You, you sit up there and say, I want somebody in my life to make me happy. That's how you are guaranteed to be miserable. Because that ain't nobody's job. Yeah, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Y'all got to sign up for uh, relationship counseling. <laughs> but uncertainty, when you don't know 
Why? I'm going to tell you how uncertainty causes fear. Because even in your own home, you walk in, you know where everything is when you get there at night, right? But the first thing you do is what? Cut the light on. Because you're still not 100%. You, what? Something might have, maybe the lamp fell over. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the dog not so. You want to see what's going on. The, the uncertainty causes you to act different. Uh, 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 you try it. Uh, uh, go go into a, one of your own rooms where it's really, really dark, where no light or whatever can get in. And, and I guarantee you have a different reaction in how you act as opposed to in a room with a light on. That's your house. You know where everything is. And you're still going to be in tiptoeing out of fear. Now, I'm not talking to some of y'all that sleep with the, you know, door locked and the light on and the blanket over your head because you're scared of the boogeyman. But, but you would do stuff different because you're not sure of what's going on. And so God has taken that away when he's given you his assurance. He told you we're going to the other side. Lastly, let me leave you with this. Because um, this is what's funny. This is why I love some, uh, uh, when, when y'all are on y'all A-game. When somebody come in the office, when I'm in there getting ready and prepping and talking to the good reverend behind me, and somebody say, 1130, we eating. <laughs> That's the kind of memos I like. <laughs> so thirdly, and lastly, your faith will be tested. Yeah. Okay, I saved y'all. I don't care how many times you come to church. I don't care how much you come to Sunday school. I don't care how much you give. You can't give your way out of somebody messing with you. Amen. That's just like some people say, well, if you, don't, if, you go to, if you go out here, you go to school, or you live life, ain't nobody going to mess with you. Wait, wait what, what rock do y'all live under? Because you could be the straight A student, you could, and somebody's going to bump you just because, yeah. trying to test you. Somebody, you're going to go to the grocery store, and I don't care. Y'all took uh, 30 minutes trying to park to make sure you was in the lines and park right. And somebody is going to park right beside you the way you got to crawl through your window to get in. <laughs> Just trying to test you. Uh, uh, I seen somebody the other day posting. Uh, I sat right there, and I held the door open for them people, and they didn't say thank you. And that didn't mess my day up. You, you, you stop worrying about what other people going to do. Amen. You do right in spite of. Amen. But your faith, your patience, everything will be tested. Jesus had already said we're going to the other side, but the storm came up. So everything that was in them was now on display. It was now being tested. Watch this. I'm going to help you. The only thing that's going to come out of you is what's in you. And there's nothing like a test. To get you to see what, see, I can't speak for the kids now because I don't like the way they do school Amen. so much. I just know that when I was in school, they would, and I didn't like that either, really. But they, they would give you a packet and say, study this, know everything in it. We will review it for the next two or three days, and then you're going to have an exam on all of it. Wait a minute. We just took tests on this and took classes on this and quizzes and homework and all this stuff and now we're going to do it again, but it's going to count for 20, 30% of my grade? It's a test. 
what's in you. We want to bring it out of you. And, and, and that's what life is. You're going to have, and look, I try to tell y'all, and y'all don't want to listen, but there are going to be folk around you, the only purpose they serve is to try to get under your skin. Some of you got cousins like that. They just, they just say dumb stuff. You go to the family reunion, they be bringing up stuff that ain't nobody talked about in 30 years just to try to get a rise out of everybody. And, and stuff like that, and your patience and your faith, it's going to be tested. And when you leave out of here, and I tell people, there's 168 hours in a week. We're only in church about one or two. So you're going to be out there more than in here. You're going to be tested. What's going to come out of you? What's going to come out of you? And let me close with this. Because in here, I'm trying to help build your character. But when you go out there, Yes, What's your reputation? Yes, yes. That's what people think of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, 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 that gets deep. Yeah. Because there's some people who've heard some things, mm-hmm. seen some things, mm-hmm. and then people will say, you've heard this all the time. I don't go to church no more because of church hurt. I'd be the first one to tell you some church hurt is real. Mm-hmm. It really is. But then a whole lot of folk crying church hurt did a whole lot of hurting. And they're the reason that people won't come in them doors. So I just challenge you on today that with all the stuff you plan on getting, some of you can't wait to get the sweet potato pie. Some of you can't wait to see what's in the stocking. Some of you can't wait to unwrap stuff that's under the tree. Some of you can't wait to open the cards. And all that has its place. But in all of that, I want you to have some peace in your life. Because if it's one thing we're learning, I'll just use this recent example, and I could use dozens. There was a very, very popular rapper, and y'all probably don't, don't know, might know about it, might not. Very, very popular rapper. He was only 28 years old. About two, three weeks ago, he was killed while he was outside of a hotel with his uncle. Got killed. Worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. I'm going to say at least $20, $30 million. And guess what? Guess what his parents are doing now? Fighting over his money because he didn't have a will. Why am I saying all this? Because money in and of itself does not bring peace. And so now that boy gone. And his mom and daddy fight over who going to get it. I challenge you today to develop your prayer life, read your word, and get some peace in your life. Anything that disturbs your peace, start distancing yourself. I don't care if it's people. I don't care if it's places. I don't care if it's things. You should value peace above all else. Amen. Amen. Let us stand.